Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Have you ever wondered, what do I do next? Who do I ask? How do I figure this out? Where do I go from here? And if so, then you probably wish that you could connect with your inner wisdom. And so we're going to talk about inner wisdom 101, maybe a little 201 with Lisa Marie McCardle. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. It's really an honor to be here with you. I am so glad to have you. I know that your work is based in consciousness and based in really finding your true self and speaking your true voice. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, I would describe it in that way. My my work is really, really focused on coming home to ourself and getting all the entanglements out of the way of where we attach outside of ourselves for our peace, for our prosperity, for our joy. Um, really coming home, coming home to self and coming home to higher self, using our intuition and um, yeah, walking this path of I support people through this ascension, this awakening process that we're going through as humans on the planet right now. And what a journey we're on, huh? What a journey we're on. Well, and I know personally, before we hit the cameras, you know, you and I talked about some ways our own lives had been disrupted (laughs) at different times and different stages. And um, I want to say that a little bit out loud because I think there's such I've actually gotten comments sometimes about people getting frustrated how like happy I am or like jolly or joyful. You know, there's some like ugly comments like, man, don't you know you're talking about such serious subjects? You should be more serious. I was like, oh, so you'd feel better if I was more sad. Like, "Ah, okay, that's, you know, anyway, but can you just as far as transparency and you following your own inner wisdom, because you're a rock star. I mean, you're a rock star. You're rocking it right now. Uh, will you tell people a little bit about uh, your recent events? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been on a, um, I'm in the middle of writing, a, finishing a book right now. Actually, I premise it with this, that is about this ascension process of humanity and what we're going through. And it has pillars for what this walk through life is right now. And the third pillar is the deconstruction phase um, so that we can ascend and rise up basically like a death to rebirth sort of experience that all of humanity is going through. Um, I wrote about it and then I had to go live about it. And it was, it's been the most intense journey of my life really this past year. So to keep it in a nutshell, um, I made it to the, the home that I had lived in with my partner who I'd been with for 15 years was selling. We needed to move. We made a decision to move apart after 15 years, went through going through a reconstruction of my business at that time, getting ready to send a kid off to college, ending a 15 year relationship, leaving my dream home, selling 80% of my human belongings, taking off into the great unknown. Um, I had this opportunity to be in Maui for a few months to finish my book. I could never finish my book. I just spiraled around. I came home um, a week early because spirit was in charge of all of it as as I feel like we're we're often being guided by our inner wisdom and by you know source itself I was called home a week early and 42 hours after that my partner died unexpectedly 
So I walked through an initiation of death at 52. I had never experienced death other than like grandparents that died in their late nineties, which made sense. It, and there was two things that happened when I was in Maui. One was, um, I get my information from spirit, from source, from a higher self. And I was told two things. I was told that I needed to get really comfortable with death because when I was comfortable in the face of death, I was forever free. And the second thing is I was told that I would die a thousand lifetimes to be reborn a thousand and one times. I didn't know that that was all going to happen in a year. <laughs> so I've walked through this journey of, um, and, and I died, I died many deaths last year in letting go in, I was initiated into a portal of death, um, which I do believe is an initiation and it's allowed me to rise up to be there for others as they're losing people too. I believe everything that transpires, transpires for our soul's highest good, greatest joy, and to come back into service. So this last year of my life has been this pivotal death to rebirth so I can pour that back out into humanity because I really do believe that we rise together. So the things that I talk about, the stories that I tell are because I've lived them. It's very authentic and it is, it's a journey that I'm, I'm still walking, you know, just we walk it every day, every breath, every moment with every intention. It's so beautiful. And I want to commend your attitude about it. I told you I had some things going on in my own life. And I, I met with somebody from my past yesterday who had a real understanding of my life. And she said, Sarah, you're moving to a different version of yourself. You're ascending. And I was just like, I'm tired of it. I've ascended, so I'm just tired of it. Like I'm oh. over it. Yes, and you know that's the whole thing. I call it soul tired. Like we're soul yes. tired because we're doing the deepest things we've ever done. And I also want to tie back to something so beautifully that you said in the beginning, where when people are in a lot of pain, I call it a pain body response. Um, and, you know, when you get those comments where people are like, why are you so happy? And how can you walk through this journey and still have this light about you? And let's just be really transparent. You know, there are very dark moments of which we are on our knees in full surrender. Um, I, I've been talking about this very transparently, that because we're going through so much as humanity, because we're letting go of so much, because we're clearing karma, um, meaning a lot of our relationships are literally complete. And we're making these decisions that not everything is going with us into this new expression of who we're becoming. And so we're letting go of a lot as a collective of humanity. And it is dark sometimes. And not every there's moments that we're on our knees crying and begging just for some salvation and for some space to remember who we are. Um, and in that, when we're willing to ride those currents through it, we come back up and have these moments of joy and lightness. And as teachers, as way showers, as people who are walking this just a step or so ahead, if we can process that and come back with a lightness in our hearts, then we're telling every person who w w hears and witnesses this, that we're walking this journey with you and there's light and joy on the other side. So we can celebrate when we can be in like a, oh my God, this is really hard and this is really intense and it's not always pretty and it's beautiful and it's messy and it's destructive. And 
we can come back in joy. So maybe that person who feels triggered by how can you feel light can just say, wow, I'll, I look forward to being in that point where my darkness can shine back into light because that's what we're here to, we're here to walk each other home to the light. And I have such, I remember my own like period of just real darkness. Like, you know, this is like a, a, a pretty big dark hiccup recently, but you know, there was, there was like years of darkness. Right. And I remember um, my mom got me a sign that said the best was yet to come. And I was like, that's not logical. I could die tomorrow. I could get my like leg chopped off. I could, you know, be bankrupt tomorrow. I could, I mean, I just went through like, this is not a logical statement that the best is yet to come. We don't know if the best is yet to come, you know? And I I say that out loud, you know, you told a little bit of your story out loud. I say that a bit out loud to just say, if you're in that stage where it's like you're on your knees or you think there's no way the best is yet to come. um, We're familiar. Yeah. And we're creating all of it. (laughs) So if our attachment is, out of curiosity, like how I work with my clients is, you know, it's spiritual bypassing or great illusions to just say, it's going to be great. And it's going to be perfect when you're in like pain and destruction and despair. Again, the spiritual bypassing, I just a tiny bit, and just in case most of my listeners would understand that, but just in case, because it's such an important concept. To talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. It's where I see it a lot in spiritual communities and, um, where people kind of get into a hierarchy of of under, believing that they understand more spiritually or they're more connected to God or more connected. It's the great illusion. We're all walking each other home. We go up, we go down. I mean, I'm a spiritual teacher. That's what I do for a living. And part of what my commitment is, is that I'm just... I just have a couple more tools to be like, hey, sister, let me pull you up. And we are definitely walking this path together. So that spiritual hierarchy term, in my opinion, is where people put themselves like I've done so much work and I'm so much more, you know, it's an egoic expression. Danger, danger, danger. Go walk, run away. If someone's like, I can heal you. I have the answers. I'm like... You know, that whole guru concept of like sitting at the foot of, of those. And that's a lot of religious imprint too, that we, you know, we all know that because we've, we've had experiences of leaving fundamental intense religious experiences, you and I, and most of your listeners, many of your listeners. So we get that. It's the same. That to me, spiritual bypassing is when someone stands above you saying that they have a holier connection to God that you don't have, and they're going to show you the way. That is an illusion. We are the God, goddess, creator, source connection. We just get to get into the remembrance of that, that we don't have to attach to anything outside of ourselves to know it. And to remember it. So that knowing, that remembering, that is where we started this conversation, right? Uh, connecting with that inner wisdom to figure out where to go next. Um, what's, what? Not to, not to sit at your feet, but, you know, if you could teach us anything on that, I'll take the tools. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I tell every person that I'm privileged to work with in my coaching business is that um, I'll never tell you anything you don't already know. So yes, I'm an intuitive. I've been working as an intuitive psychic medium, if you will, for 30 years, more than half my life. But all that means is that I've been willing to remember 
And my job is to walk you in the remembrance of how powerful you are and that everything sits within your within you to remember. Everything, everything. The great knowing is your knowing. And what we have to do is just get everything out of the way that keeps us from that truth. So a tool, one of the easiest about intuition, about knowing it's trust and it's trust your gut. So the mind, the brain is ping pongs. It holds all the shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. And there's this great graph that I work with a lot. That's from, um, it's called power versus force. And it shows the vibrational frequency. Frequency is like, it's a measured vibration body. Everything is vibration. This is my spiritual teachings. Um, and when we're really at the, at the height, we're at love and peace and joy and enlightenment. And the funnel goes all the way down to the tightest things, which are shame, blame, grief, anger. And in the middle is a neutral zone, vibrates at 250. So up here is 500 to 700. Down here is 20. Shame is 20. And in the middle, neutral is 250. So our goal is always to get to neutral. So when we are shooting all over ourselves, <laughs> I should do this. I should know. I should, I should. The brain's like, oh, well, you need to do that because you should, because your father said you needed to do that, or they're, they're going to be happier if I do it, or all this external pleasing that we're so programmed to do for love. Because one of the first things we forgot is that we are love and we are worthy because we exist. And our proving for it outside of ourselves will never bring us home to our peace, our joy, our love, and our greatest connections. So how do we get there? We have to stop shoulding. We have to get out of the mind. There's a chapter in my book that says should, which is shame. We could we we get out of the shoulding by getting curious, by asking questions. I should do this. I should go get that master's degree. Okay, there's shame because then we're pleasing someone else or a societal rule or, or someone that says you'll be successful when you do these things. And then the next step is to get curious. Well, I could do that, which brings us more to that neutral place. So shoulding is shame. It holds twenty a 20 vibration in the body. Contraction. Your body contracts. You don't feel good. You feel pressure. So we move from the thought of the mind into how does it feel in your body? So we get, we move from up here down into your belly. And so sometimes I, I put my hands on my lower belly just to be like, how does it feel to actually live in this body? And this body holds our truth. The body knows what's right. A lot of people use muscle testing or pendulums to, to test things that might be familiar, that might not be familiar, but our bodies hold the answer. And when something is right for us, it feels light. It's like taking a breath in. Like think of something that you're like, that is the thing I'm doing and I will do not. That's it. I want that. And even if it doesn't make, because we're out of the mind, we're out of the shitting. So the shitting holds that density. The body resists. If something is not for you, it will feel heavy in your body. Now, are you thinking about it or are you feeling about it? So the, the should, which is shame, turns into the could, which is curiosity. And then when you know what it, when you're asking, could I get this master's degree or I could not, or perhaps I could walk another path or then now you're in curiosity and you're also in co-creation with your guides and your angels and all this other expressions that are around us 
The second you're asking, then they can be showing. Then you can be getting signs and symbols and things. And then when we, when we move into the, the power of it up into the love part, it's that I can do this. I can go get my master's degree because it's what aligns for me, if that is true for you. So, so the practical, I like to take these concepts and I like to make them really practical because why not? It's life is complicated enough. Let's ease it up. So are you thinking about it or are you feeling about it? And so if you ask yourself a question, um, could I eat this? Does, does my, does my being, does my body want this apple? If you hold the apple in your hand and you feel if your body goes light or if it goes heavy in contraction, you're starting to turn on the measuring device of your intuition. Your intuition will speak through, through you, through the vibration of your body. It's always there. It's just that we're not fine tuned to it. It's like the radio station, you know, there's the country stations always on the radio, but you got to tune to it if you want to listen to it. And so one of the greatest tools I would say is take the pause to be present in things that are inconsequential. Like I do it with my supplements. Like, does my body want this today? And if my body is even, and, and it can be subtle. Does it lift up? Then I receive it. If it's like, uh, then I just don't take them that day. And so we begin it with things that are not important. Like supplements are important, but it's not that important. The apple is important. It's not that important. But you don't start this with like, do I leave my husband (laughs) or do I quit my job? Like you start this with these very easy and it requires, this is phase one of my book is presence. You have to be very present and willing to feel, which we have been very programmed away from our feelings. We've been taught to hand it over to an institution, to something outside of ourselves, to religion, to parents, to bosses, to husbands, wives, whoever, gurus. We've been taught to hand it all over. And this is the coming back into what we know is resonance to be true. You can trust your truth and it will get proven as you move through the experiments and the experience and you're like, oh, that was the right step for me. And you can begin to trust yourself. Is that helpful? I'm glad you said trust yourself again. My The subtitle of my first book is Clear the Confusion and Learn to Trust Yourself. And you said trust three times because you said it the first time. And then you and I were so intuitively connected that I was going trust, trust, trust. <laughs> because I wanted, I think that's like a stage that people want to skip, right? Because I'll say, people will be like, how do I make a decision without trusting myself? Or how do I, you know, trust my gut without trusting myself? Or how do I, you know, people, I think, try to skip that step. So I'm glad you reiterated it three times. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. So my four steps are presence, connection and trust, which come together. You have to connect into your wisdom and trust it. Then everything that you ever believe to be true disintegrates. It kind of deconstructs. The old stuff has to fall away. And then we ascend into a new experience. And so these not you can't miss one of the steps. It's all part of a, a great becoming. We're in a space of becoming it's almost I'm almost like ready to sing the Lion King circle of life but it's not really a circle of life but I just see that like it's kind of a circle of life it kind of it's kind of a circle of yeah kind of is I like it we can have a 
That's right. That's right. Well, Lisa, I know um, people wanting to figure out how to trust themselves and figure out how to tap into that inner wisdom um, are curious to know where they can find out more about you. So where uh, where do you live in the world, Lisa? Yes. In the you, online world, yes. On the online world? Okay. I know where you live in the real world, but I won't say it online. <laughs> I live in the online world. I live at Lisa McCardle, M-C-C-A-R-D-L-E.com. And if you go there, I do have a free meditation that helps to connect us into this kind of grounded earth to begin the intuitive knowing. I'm also in the process, I am going to launch a, a class on intuition in the, in the next, um, in the fall of this year. So it's going to be a really easy class just to get us into that connection so we can begin to um, trust our inner wisdom and really function in the world the way we're intended to from a soul's expression. So lisamacardle.com, that's me. lisamacardle.com. You guys can check it out in the show notes. That's right. And Instagram too. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for helping us learn to trust our inner selves, our inner wisdom, and as always, to become a little more toxic person proof. And I always say that at the end, but you are very hard to manipulate when you trust yourself. (laughs) I just want to go. It's very hard to gaslight someone who's connected with their gut, right? It it really is a big part of this conversation. It doesn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, it's not for you. No matter how much we want to try and make it work in our mind, if it doesn't feel good, it's not for us. Yeah. Love it. Lisa, thank you for helping us become Toxic Person Proof. If you have been listening to the Toxic Person Proof podcast and think, gosh, there's really something different about this. There's something different about what Sarah's saying. Good. Because there's so many people talking about narcissism and talking about understanding toxic relationships and too few people talking about building an amazing life after a toxic person encounter. Finding love, finding joy, finding that new career, finding a great relationship with your kids, finding yourself, finding your confidence. So if you love what you hear, then you would probably love the Wondrous Woman Program, which is a program that I run to help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and go on to design lives they're excited about living. So go to my website, sarahkramsey.com. Check out the tab on programs to find out more and then sign up for a call to see if the Toxic Person Proof Program and the Wondrous Woman Program is right for you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.